everyone. Welcome to the Pedro and Hannibal podcast. My name is Hannibal. I'm with Pedro with a really nice hoodie. I was going to tell you later. It's hoodie weather, like, baby. It's hoodie yeah, weather. it is hoodie weather. This is my favorite time of the year when it gets a little cool, but that's not freezing. So yeah, I, I love the hoodie too, weather, man. but it's going to be a little hot tonight. So I didn't want to put on the hoodie, but you got the hoodie on, so it's all good. Um, it's going to be a very uh, interesting and important episode ahead of us. Um, talking about something a little bit more real. Everything is real, but a little bit more a deeper situation that's happening in our society. So before we jump in, I want to say hi to everyone that's already checking us out. See Ghost Cab, Matthew Green. I'm enjoying all the regulars who are coming through. Uh, mm-hmm. Wednesdays is the day that we kind of, you know, the day of the week that we started. We uh, Obviously, we added the extra show, but it's good to kind of get back into, yeah. It's Wednesday, 10 p.m. We ready. And, you know, before we jump in, I want to do one relationship type story first. I don't think I even told you about this. <laughs> I'm ready, man. I love it. I love when you drop like random shit it's on a me. Random I, 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 I love it. I love it's it. not, I love it. it's not, it'll never top the the random thing I showed you a couple of episodes ago. That, the, yeah, the that beads. Yeah, yeah. The beat. Yeah. Or, oh, no, no, no. You're talking about the, the woman with the, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, we, yeah. I'm still trying to get that French police woman that, apprehended that evil dentist to come on the show but i don't know french i don't think she knows english well, that doesn't so. matter well that's better actually that's better <laughs> just <a> talking <laughs> even if she could be cursing us out while we're in Random, just like yeah. yeah yeah you're right yeah works for me <laughs> okay this is a this is a kind of an age-old question in terms of dating especially the first date should you, and we, I guess I'm talking about, you know, us, me, you, men, right? Do you pay for the entire date? Do you go Dutch, go half and half? Oh. Um, How does that work? So I saw mm. something on TikTok. Well, actually, to be honest, I don't go on TikTok. I go on Facebook and YouTube that shows me TikTok videos. I, I don't think I have, I don't, I think I have TikTok on my phone, but I don't really check it out. But it's like I'm already getting TikTok. It's on everything else. So, right. um, this particular woman went on a date and she's going to tell us her experience. And I'll tell you exactly what a lot of the comments that were um, related to that video were all about. So let me put this in real quick. Men are so funny. I swear to God. So I went on a date with this guy. And when the check came, he asked me to split the check with him to which I responded. Yeah, sure. Of course. And he was like, you don't mind. And I was like, no, of course not. Like, why would I mind? Like, I don't care. So we split the check, which was fine. And then we had a great rest of the evening and then he dropped me off my home. But tell me what the next day he was like, why are you being distant? Why are you ghosting me? Like, why are you not texting me back? Sir. Like, what? Baby, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm not going to be the one to tell you it, but someone needs to tell this man. just to recap what she was saying she went on a date the bill came he asked her do you mind or he, he's like you mind splitting the bill is it okay she says sure no problem they have a good night she drops her home and she ghosts him <laughs> doesn't respond to his message and i guess someone else should have told him that he should have never ever said let's split the date like don't split i you know he should have spent all that he should have paid for everything what's your thoughts pedro on, on at least that uh video and her response to it 
Ooh, man, listen, y'all know I laid it on the line. I don't care. <laughs> listen, I'm a little old school. I think her response was appropriate. I think she appropriately didn't make an awkward situation. She paid half. And she's like, that's not my kind of guy, I guess. And that's cool. I got no problem with her response. Um, I understand dating has changed a lot since I've been in the dating game. Um, I think that's fine. I think, you know, I've even heard a lot of people say it depends on who asked the person out, you know? So let's say she asked him out. She wants to take him out. Maybe she pays. I think, you know, man, it could be, that could be cool. Right. Yeah. But, um, most of the time in most situations, I think the men are probably asking and pursuing a woman most of the time. And even if it's two women, if the woman asks one woman out, the woman that asks the woman out is going to probably pay. If it's a guy asking a guy out to get right. So, but for me, I'm paying, especially on the first date. I think it's a, I think, I think that's just a respectful thing to do. I think if I'm asking a woman out or she's spending time with me, I, I feel great about that. I'm humbled, you know, like I'm cool with that. Let me, let me take you out. Let me treat you for a meal, whatever the date is. Um, uh, I, you know, I pay. I just, that's how I look at it. I know the world's changing. Um, maybe it's my pride. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know. I'm, uh, but I don't, I don't mind her response at all. Actually, I don't. So, yeah. So, well, okay. The fact that she had a good time with the individual and then she said, I, oh, I had a good time, but that, the, that was the, that was the red flag. That was the deal breaker. Should, is that a deal breaker if someone decides to split uh, the date on the first date? I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, she didn't have a good enough time, but I guess she did. I don't, you know. That's what I'm saying. Tough. Yeah, it's like if, yeah, if, I don't know. If she had a good time and that that was the biggest problem. So the comments kind of went all over the place. Obviously, most of the most of people are like, well, yeah, he learned a lesson. But basically, if you didn't pay you're basically your friends right now, but you wouldn't ghost your friends. Yeah. So no, they're not friends. It's she yeah. had one experience. He did that one thing that she did not like. And then that's it. I'm not even going to talk to you anymore. So then a lot of the red pull kind of guys are sitting there like he dodged a bullet. She only wanted money. Yeah. I don't, I mean, maybe, but if she only wanted money, she probably would have made it a big deal. She, she obviously paid half. So whatever. Right. Yeah. I look at it at least like she if, probably didn't want to make it awkward. So she maybe, probably in the back of her yeah. mind didn't like it, but it was like, well, I'm here. Right. Let's, you know, right. That's and one some woman would turn like, up and be all like crazy. Moments. Some, some woman would be all crazy about it and cause a scene. She didn't do that. Right. Yeah. At least we don't think she did. But I almost look at it also like if I'm a dude and I'm out with a chick and it's, the vibe ain't there and I know I'm never going to see her again. Let's go Dutch. Cause this is, I'm not wasting my, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you see what I'm saying? But, but he, but he was pursuing her and then asking why you ghosted me. So clearly he liked the girl. So as a man, in my opinion, I might get yeah. some hate for this. If I'm trying to pursue a chick, I like her. I see potential. I want to take her out on a second, third, 10th date. I'm paying the bill in the first date point blank period. So let that's me, just how I, that's let's, how let's I throw out, Let's throw out, I think we see some um, comments in the chat. Ghost Cap says, I'm old school, man. Been married for a long time. But on the first date, the man needs to pay the whole way in that first date. I believe, That's uh, where I'm see, from. Bobby yeah, says, know. it's a lesson learned at, at his expense. But at least 50% off of his expense. <laughs> <laughs> 50%, you got the clearance date. <laughs> you got the clearance. Uh, Nova Dash, what's up? I think it's part of the chase. And, that's um, that's a good Nova. I can I can get down with that. I I it is part of it maybe. Yeah. Um, 
to her. Um, Jamie heard someone say that the women wants guys to be traditional while they stay progressive. Mm. Obviously, not all women, but it said some think that way. That's a good yeah. point. I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to think about that, but it, that's why it's so damn confusing for dating. And thank God I don't yeah. have to worry about too much of that anymore, right? Where yeah. women are, and we'll talk about this more and, and later on in the podcast, that women are uh, more educated now. They make more money. They sometimes make more money than the men they're trying to talk to or they're trying to talk to them. But they still want that traditional, you pay for, you know, it's like the male pays for everything. You, They want to be taken care of. But it's like, damn, girl, you got more money than I do. You take care of me. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, and then it goes, it goes to my point. If uh, I've had women <laughs> ask me for my number and, I've, you know, what's your situation, blah, blah, blah. Like, of and, course, and if, look, look at that face. No, no, I'm just saying it's been a long time, right? I'm not, I'm not young anymore. I'm just what, what, what I'm saying, <laughs> hey, you're the one with the cuddle app. I don't know what you're I talking know, about. Right? Oh, shit, what I'm saying is, if a woman asks me out, okay, if she asks me out and we're out eating or whatever, and she's like, "Hey, I got you," like you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily fight her on that. You know, if she asked me, like, I'm a, you know, I'm all for women like flexing a little bit. It's all good. We're all, we're both human. You know what I'm saying? Like, no big deal, right? But like most of the time, I think men are the one that are pursuing and want, hey, let me take you out. Let me take you out. I'll take care of you, girl. Let me, where do you like to go? You like lobster? You like Applebee's? What do you like? What do you like? Right. Whatever your fancy is. And that if the dude's pursuing, the dude's got to pay the first date. I think that's I think that's just kind of. You don't want to go. You want to go you know? lobster the first date. I mean, it depends on how she looks, bro. If she's, well, I mean, she, if she's a well, dime piece, you, you got to go right lobster. Now, I'm paying for lobster, man. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> we cuddling. <laughs> you're right, at least. Uh, CF boss, if he did pay, she'll think he was, quote unquote, too nice. She could have also been using him for a free meal. If he yeah. didn't, doesn't pay, then he's not a real man. Chivalry was also killed by feminism. That's a, that's a really popular um, argument. Yeah, Who, yeah. Made women more manly and self-reliant. <laughs> um, uh, Kuala Ya, she says, I like the old school way. I think a lot of us do, but at the same time, it is confusing because yeah. women at um, at one point didn't go to college as often as men, didn't work um, in the kind of jobs as men. But now we're, we're getting there. We, we're getting the, the gap is kind of closing. But women still want that traditional, at least... To be honest, I think most I think most women want that level of at least traditional chivalrous male. I think, I think so. It's well taken care of. And yes, in, in my in my view, I would agree. Whoever I say whoever initiated date, but even if that was true, even if the if the woman initiated date, most likely I would pay. Um, if you can't afford to go out to eat, do not ask anyone out, male, male or female, especially as a man, do not ask if you don't have enough money. Right. Yes. If you don't yes. have enough, I've, I've been taught this. If you don't have enough money to tip, do not go out because you need. Yeah. First of all, you shouldn't be just making money or spending money to the point where you broke. You should have enough money. You have enough money, right? Like you yeah. can go out, have a good time, and not, you know, next day start to worry about. Oh man, I'm gonna pay this bill. How to pay that bill? So yeah, you have to be responsible. But at the same time, you know, I I, I do believe that. The male, because like I said, usually the person that's doing the pursuing. First date should be you pay. And you, you don't have to go crazy. You know, I, I would say and coffee dates, but I know that's another point of contention. Some women say, 
he better not be taking me on no coffee date the first day. He better take me out to dinner. And I'm like, whoa, I don't, we don't know each other yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, yeah, there's definitely that. Some some women want to be taken out, and men too. Like they want to be taken out fancy. Da da da. Like first date, bro. Like first date for me. Back in the day when I was a young pimp, right? Listen, first date, we we go into the park and shooting ball sometimes. Like I, you know, depending walking on how you dates, that's always good to get to know each walk other. In, a walking day, we're gonna go to the yeah. zoo. We might go a walk in the park. You get coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe you get a, a cocktail after work. That's like you know, gonna cost you twenty dollars to buy two drinks. So you're not spending a lot of money. So you don't have to. And then you have a conversation. And then you see, is this somebody I want to break bread with? Okay, well then we go for a second date. There, you know. So I think we have to like, I think sometimes people and men are guilty of this. We try to flex for these girls. Right. And we're trying yes. to like, I'm going to take you fancy, fancy, fancy. Like I said, lobster, la, la, la. And then because like, you jump, you jump in, you know, you're giving them a high expectation. Now, first date, lobster. Yeah. And then yeah. next date, pizza, at a corner pizza. <laughs> we right? Netflix and chilling on day two. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a good question. Should a man tell a woman ahead of time he wants to go Dutch? Yeah, cause tough, you know what? That's if that's if if Dutch is a big deal, yeah, because she, she'll probably let you know right now this ain't happening. <laughs> at least you, at least you wait. You didn't waste your time and all that. Like I'm, but at the same time, I thought we all progressed. Like, hey, quality, right? When you hang mm-hmm. out with your boys and then y'all go out to eat or something like that, we split, right? <laughs> right? You're like, oh, yeah, I get one round. You know, we we change rounds, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not much of a, a conversation. It's not much of an issue about when two friends are out. We mostly yeah. we split it, but women don't want that. <laughs> they don't yeah. want it. They want. Well, I, I don't. You, let me ask you a question. Do you think? I, I think you kind of mentioned it a moment ago. And I think it's just general, you know, there's people that are out of the norm. But do you think most women just they want to be taken care of? Absolutely. To a certain level. Even, even, know- even the most accomplished yeah. women, women who make more money. I think at this point, I well, this is the well, definitely last year and the year before my chick made more money than I have because of all of the stuff that, you know, W2 gone, got to do the gig work, yeah. got to build yourself up. Yeah, but there's there's also other ways to be taken care of, obviously. But yes, she wants to be taken care of. She wants someone to listen to her ramble. She wants that like it's not even necessarily a financial thing. Yes, that's a part of it, but just being there to make sure that even something I she need something needs to be done, um, someone to talk to, you know, be vulnerable mm-hmm. with. So it's a lot of that, yeah. and I think that is important. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily just all about the money, but you know, you look at her. Um, I think she's a, I think she's Colombian. Um, I, I looked at some of her Instagram. She, you could probably tell traditional, yeah. but then you see how the, you know some of that red pill, you know, manosphere. The, the like I said, the Kevin Samuels type. Like, oh, she was just trying to get him for his money. Why would she was just looking for a traditional situation and a lot of a lot of hispanic women latino women look for that a lot yeah Uh, like 99 percent, i would say yeah yeah that's like yeah yeah it's not it's not saying that one thing is wrong but like we it's a culture it's also yes what's going on in the society but i thought that was interesting i I think she should have told him at the end it's like well your way goes to me like she she wanted him to learn a lesson but you just say hey listen i didn't like that Mm. but i'm not gonna talk to you anymore but you'll give him Sometimes 
growing up learning how to talk to women or deal with women, if you didn't have an older brother or uncle or dudes and neighbor, it's how hard, would you man. really learn? It's, I mean, now it's yeah, YouTube, but it, back in the day, you learned from your older people in your in your circle who would tell you. And then if you had a bad group <laughs> that didn't know what the hell they were doing, you just following the bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. I'm still I'm still learning, man. What are you talking about? I, I still have to check in with Madison. They were like, "We good? Are you good? You, good like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we well, need some. Like, we could. Like, but like, you know, it, it's tough, man. I. You know, I feel very, I'm lucky I'm not like dating now. Cause I was, when I was young, I was a savage, bro. Like I was not a very respectable young man all the time. And now yeah. I feel like it's, the game's changed so much. And I think it's even easier in some ways, but harder in others. So it's weird, but like, I wouldn't want to be, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's easy to like meet so many different women now because of social media. But I think it's harder to date if that makes any sense. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I think um, it's, it, it, the hookup culture is pretty is probably easier, but yes. finding commitment is more difficult. There's, difficult. More, there's too much options. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit of that. Um, Nova Dasha confirms Latina women 101 yes. percent traditional. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, those cab yeah. women probably just want a man they can count on. That yeah, perfect. And that's, that's hard to find. I think line. that's I think that's hard right now. Um, because of some of the things we're going to talk about tonight, just with the way men are growing up, evolving, learning, we're struggling. Men are struggling in a lot yeah. of ways, right? And I think we're going to get into some of that tonight. So yeah, let's. You know what? Let's just jump all. Let's just jump in it. Um. So, um. I'm sure we've we've seen a few articles. It, it seems like it's coming out now more than ever where there's people who are writing books on this. There's, you know, there's New York Times articles. There's a lot of videos about it seems like a, it, a generational uh, shift where and the way society is kind of run and the way economics is and how the way that our grandfather grandfathers live life is not the same. And a lot of men, a lot of men, a lot of boys are falling behind. A lot of them are out the workforce permanently. They're not even looking for work. Many of them are not in, in college either. They dropped out. Um, obviously, grades, especially the last two years, where everyone's grades has fell back because of what happened uh, with the Rona, Rona. That boys are getting um, basically left behind. Then they turn into men, and then they're left behind. And history has shown when there's when there's a lot of young men detached from their community, from their society, things can go in a terrible direction. Why? Because mm. a, a powerful leader, maybe having nefarious ideas, can can be that that sense of value for them and they can steer them into the wrong direction. So there's a, a few clips I want to put up. There's a, a writer, I think Robert Reeves. Um, he explains a lot of this in a very easy to understand, um, you know, detail. So we're going to be playing clips and kind of responding to some of the stuff that he's going to be talking about in this. So, um, it's from a YouTube channel called breaking points. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that YouTube channel. I love it. It's one of the very few channels it's, it's political, but they bring, they talk about social issues. They talk about a lot of labor issues and it's two hosts is Sagar and Crystal. Sagar is the conservative. Crystal is the liberal. And they have nuanced discussions. And I love the fact that they, they're not sycophants to one side. So Sega is not like pro-Trump nonsense or and Crystal's not pro-AOC. Like they have like they have brains. 
and they yeah, can use yeah. the brains. And it's a really yeah. good channel. So um, they invited this um, author and they had a really good conversation. So I'm going to sh- just going to do like one minute clips here and there just to kind of under- illustrate, um, you know, the crisis men and boys are having. So let me put this on right now. Joining us now, Richard Reeves. Uh, he's a senior fellow with the Brookings Institute and is the author of a very interesting new book of Boys and Men, Why the Modern Male is Struggling, Why It Matters, and What to Do About It. Richard, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me on. Richard, first of all, why did you decide to write this book and what were the social kind of impetus and why you thought it was important to society to have this conversation? Mm. You kept, I kept seeing ways in which it was boys and men who are really struggling. To be clear, it's mostly working class yep. boys and men, black boys and men. It's not the upper middle class. But I don't think we can understand inequality in the U.S. without understanding what's happening to boys and men. I also felt, frankly, there was a bit of a gap because mm-hmm. both sides politically are so dug in in the culture wars around issues of sex and gender that it's it's even hard to have a book with that title without getting a reaction from bet, people. Yeah. Uh, And so I almost felt like as a Brookings scholar, given the work I've done, that trying to create a better conversation, we need a better conversation about re-scripting masculinity than we're currently getting. And this book is my attempt to do that. So that was a really interesting line to re-script masculinity to, Mm. to, because it's not the same as it was decades prior. And I really like the idea, or at least I resonate with the idea that I think a lot of the problems with the political elites, right, on both sides, at least especially on the left, is they don't see the problem because all the males in their group are doing well, right? Like he said, it's the working class. It's the black and brown boys. It's in my in my community, in my neighborhood, where there's 13-year-old boys beating each other up, robbing each other. It's, it's the 20-year-old in the subways slashing people. The, the young men are committing more crimes in, in decades at this point, right? We're falling back to the 70s in terms of the crime, especially in New York City. That's why everyone's leaving. Yeah, It's young men and boys who are completely and utterly lost. And I guess in, in, in his book, I, he's trying to figure out a way, how do you fix this problem? How do you, um, like I said, redefine masculinity? Because maybe that can save some of these boys, I, I, you know, it's crazy. I mean, what do you think about in terms of your community and, and the you know young men and boys around yeah. where you live? Like, what, what's going on over there? Yeah, I think it's we we have these. If you think if I think about like my grandfather's or like my father, like very old school Hispanic Puerto Rican men, right? Very traditional in some ways when they were growing up. But now even my my dad has shifted, and he's you know. Like he's he's liberal, he's progressive, he's out, he's thinking differently because he's he has kids now and grandchildren, you know. But like, I feel like this new trying to reshape masculinity. I feel like it's been reshaped considerably. If you look at like the family dynamics and a father role and yeah. son's role, if going back to like the fifties and sixties in this country, yeah. and even like people that came from where your family came from, where my family came from, and they you know, we're first generation or whatnot, right? Second generation. And like, it's definitely changed. And I think like it went in some cases too far. Like, like some would say men have become too soft. If you ask a certain kind of, oh, men are too soft. They're, you know, pussified this and that and blah, blah, blah. You got to be a man, rub dirt on it. Don't cry. You don't go to therapy, you know, all that BS, right? Right. Right. And, and men have started to go to therapy more. And even in our communities, the black and brown community where, 
the generation before us that was shunned upon, right? But now it's looked upon like, okay, a strong man knows when he needs help and asks for help and has good connections with other men. Whereas 50 years ago, that was a weakness. But now it's like, are we getting too weak to where we don't, you know, we're not manly enough and then women don't respect us. Like we're in a really weird spot right now. And I think that that's why around me, I see a lot of young men. When I say young men, I'm talking, you know, like 25 to 40, you know, in that kind of age range where marginally employed, not happy, depressed, can't find a soulmate, don't know how to relate to women or even other men around them to share and empathize with each other. So it's like we're in this, some men want to be emotional and like have their feelings in tow. But then if they go too far, they're looked upon as not, not a man anymore. Yep. And then some of them are too manly or whatever that means, right? Too traditional. And then they're looked, those guys are called like assholes and jerks, right? Because yep. they're not progressive enough. So I around me, I see a, a this really mixed bag of both. And yep. it's tough because like you want to sprinkle in the good of everything, right? But it's, it's hard to find that spot for a lot of men. And it's hard for us to, because when, sometimes when we are vulnerable with women in that moment, women will tell us, thank you. I love that. Oh my, but then they don't continue to date you because you looked weak. Right. Yeah. And then if yeah. you are too aggressive, too manly, some women are like, uh, what, uh, uh, no, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I can do for my own. I don't need you to be like that. But then some right. women really want that. So we're in a really weird spot. And I think a lot of men don't know, what they need to be and not enough of us are secure in our own skin to just be ourselves because we're trying to satisfy the people around us for satisfying ourselves, if that makes sense. So I think we're in a weird spot. And I think that's why a lot of these young men, you, you see these crazy crimes. It's the same kind of person committing these, you know, like doing these crazy things. And I think it's a lot of men are lost and we're falling behind, like you had mentioned. And it starts even from a younger age with the schooling and getting pushed into things and being told certain things and young trauma within boys. And I feel like it's a, it's an issue. And I think we're, we're, it's been like that for 30 years or so. And we're starting to see some of the fallout from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hector has been dropping some really good comments on it. Um, uh, it's very simple. Uh, instead of us being the best version of ourselves, we're just competing with each other. And we're not in the right state of mind. Ghost cap, very, you know, very important. It starts at the home. We need strong parents raising these young yeah. fellas. And yeah, I was even talking about this, I think at the end of our last podcast, before when we went off air, about boys needing coaches. You know, they need people strong, um, people to guide them because at home they may not have anyone there. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, let me see if there's anything else. Um, Novus had, I think, Nova had a, a KD attack. Uh, it's, uh, it's totally <laughs> all, 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 already. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. All right. You know what? I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> whatever, whatever, Nova. Um, um, also, Hector is also saying way too much dependence on drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, obviously, the pandemic made. Pandemic just took everything to the next level. Everyone is more and more upset, sad, lost, no focus. Um. Uh, Q says, I, it depends on the woman. I want my man to be open and vulnerable with me on the real. I don't judge or throw in their face, which is great. I that's think, how it should be. That's how it should be. But it's not always like that. I one think. caveat I think I would have is because I, I, you know, my cousin kind of had this. She, she was talking about her boyfriends and saying and emotional support, emotional support, emotional support. And I was saying, hey, listen, your boyfriend is not 
a psychiatrist. All right. So if you're looking for this, emo- like you may need a professional and mm. you don't want to burden your mate with a lot of things they can't even help you with. Of course they should listen, but don't use him as a free <laughs> therapist because all he- he's going to listen, but he may not have any techniques to help you figure this out. You still want to make sure you- you're going to a professional um, therapist. So that, that was, you know, like, so you want to be there, you want to be vulnerable, but I don't think a woman deserves a man to come into the house after a long day and just unload all of his problems every day. She doesn't want to hear that. And it, it never works the other way. So I'm not even going to say a woman. She's, they're going to do it anyway. Well, one woman comes <laughs> home, she's going to, it's like, all right. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, to, to touch on what you're saying, I think it's important. And this is, I, I'm going to speak a little bit from personal experience with you guys and take it as you want, right? I have felt the best in the last five years of my life because I have found a few guys that I can relate to and share uh, with and, and bounce ideas off of and say, you know, Hey, this is really struggle. I'm struggling with my girl in this way or my kids or this or that, or money or finances, or just, I'm not feeling, you know, to having those really like vulnerable conversations with another man in a way of like, okay, I can, I, he understands my perspective. He understands what it's like to be, a man, a provider, or whatever that is in your life, you're not going to get that same type of empathy and understanding from your uh, partner. You're just not. Mm-hmm. And when you can when you can have that, it's a good balance for me. And if I want to come home and dump on my girl about all my issues, like it's just then she's like thinking I'm complaining and I'm not I'm not you know fortunate for what we have and like you know you know. But if I talk to my boys about that. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think women even need that with their girls in a positive way, you know, like, so you can't, I don't think it's so, I I think it's sometimes really tricky and can be unhealthy if your significant other is your 100% outlet for everything. That could be, that could be, that could be, it could be tricky. It's it's exhausting. You don't want to exhaust your mate. Like, I think, yeah, of course, when you really need to talk to them, of course, they're going to be there and they should be there, but yeah. You don't want to, you know, be like, it's not an emotional support dog. It's a human being. So, you you know, you want to have that ability to, like I said, find other outlets. Like I said, you have a group uh, of friends that you can, you can have that conversation. They're prepared for it. It's, 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 it's in the, basically it's in the, in the game. You know what I mean? Like they, they know the Mm -hmm. rules compared Mm -hmm. to if you want your, your, your lady is at home watching, you know, Keeping up the Kardashians, and you come in with your your shit. Like oh, I can't believe what happened. Like she's trying to watch the show. <laughs> we know what I'm talking about. Right? My girl, my girl watches that show, and I can't stand it, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Pedro. I so know. I just leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, often when we talk about the issues with men, you know, the other side, you know, the more the progressive saying, "Listen, listen, women are still behind. They still have their problems. They still got to deal with so much." You know, like yeah, that's all. All well and good is all true. But it's it's important to have both conversations. We can have both conversations at the same time. So this is one clip where he talks about that uh, real quick right here. Let me see what I got. Oh, found it. If we look down at what's happening, the rest of society, most American men today earn less than most American did American men did in 1979. Yes. There's a huge gender gap in education. M- men are three times more likely to die from a death of despair, from alcohol, suicide, drug overdose. And so... The trouble is that people who are just living in these elite circles look around and go, well, I don't see it. Yeah. So, well, partly it might be there and you're not seeing it, but also just look down. 
look at the rest of society, we've seen such a big increase in economic inequality that we have to think about both those things at once. And partly this book is a, a challenge to say, can we think two things at once? Can we think there's much more to do for women in certain sectors of society? But now we also need to look at, at boys and men. And right now it's, it's proving very difficult to have that conversation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more and, and and a lot of it is based on the history of what's going on. I know the Me Too movement movement was a big deal. Um, my childhood hero was a Bill Cosby. That didn't turn out very mm. well for, for, mm. in terms that, of that, that didn't age well. Yeah, no, it didn't. Yeah. No, it did not. So it's like a lot of men, and not a lot. Well, powerful men. Some powerful men exploited their power. Yes. and messed up for everybody else. That kind of thing was the one bad apple just creates such a, uh, you know, issue. But we could have both conversations where, yes, there's still issues going on with women, but at the same time, boys are getting left behind. Like I said, we, we're earning less money as a as a collective. Um, you know, now, well, I mean, the 70s, getting so old now. I thought the 70s was 30 years ago. No, it's 50 years it's ago. It's like 50, bro. <laughs> That's oh, crazy, right? So old. <laughs> But that's the like back then, is so it's a whole different world. That that was fifty years ago. So that's it's a, a, whole whole another world. We, a whole other world. And then we we kind of you know a lot of people still look at the Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Most men don't earn that. No. Yes, you know outliers. <laughs> yeah. So it's like all well, these men. Trust me, go outside and look at the average man. How much they're making, right? They're not making that, right? So like yes, those are very elite, elite of the elite. elite. Not most men, most men do not make that kind of money. So that's, I guess that's a very important distinction. We could have both conversations at the same time. Yeah, I think we have to be willing to. I think, you know, it's it's so weird because like, I, you know, earlier I said, I'm kind of, in some ways, I'm very traditional with roles. And like, you know, that's why me and my girl Madison, like we work out very well, you know, like we have some traditional things, but then things that aren't, it works out for us. You have to find a person that matches with you and you know, you guys work off each other's strengths and weaknesses. I think that's ultra important for me, at mm -hmm. least. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I've learned. But like, we also have to remember, like, men have an extreme amount of pressure. Right. So while women, I think, in, in, in a lot of ways have been disrespected, it's taken a long time for them to have, you know, certain types of rights that men have had and just even with voting and just a, a lot of things. We could talk about a, a million things that, that men have done to women that have been not OK. Right. But men have an immense amount of pressure, okay? Men are the one going to most wars and battles in the history. We're built, we're the one that are, we're the ones that built, we're building all the infrastructure and all the stuff. We do most of the dangerous jobs, you know? It's, it's you save the women and children. Men are always the ones to die first. Like it's, there's a lot of things that I think we don't think about when it comes to a man's like health, physical and psychological. And I think we, we, we put, Society puts different types of pressures on men and women. And for us, I feel like it's a physical and like exhausting pressure just to even keep up in some ways. And I think that pressure is allow is causing us to fall back. Right. And I think with with young women, they you know, we've always known that they've matured quicker. They're a little smarter at younger ages. So now like that gap is closed and women are surpassing men in a lot of ways, whether it's financially, education, the numbers say that. Right. And I think that's defeating for some men. The average man, that's defeating. It's like, oh my God. So now we don't even know how to approach women. We like Nova said, we don't know how to talk or try to get a date. And it's like this kind of this negative cycle that I think a lot of us are in right now. 
Yeah, um, Bobby has a good uh, comment. As time change, role expectations are changing. Men in the 70s had far different expectations than men now. And that's 100% true. We don't know what to do now because certain things change. So going back to college, right? Um, yeah. It's a really good clip. Real fast, um, talking about how boys are falling behind in college. Why should women care about how men are doing in society? Yeah, so in education, I think just to put a few data points on it, uh, we've, we've long worried about gender inequality in education, but it's typically been worrying about getting girls and women to mm -hmm. catch up with boys and men. And so in 1972, the US passed the famous Title IX legislation right. to try and get more girls and women into college in particular. At that point, men were about 13 percentage points more likely to get a college degree than women. Today, it's 15 percentage points more likely that a woman will get it than a man. Wow. So the gender gap is actually bigger in college education today than when Title IX was passed. Hmm. It's just the other way around. It's flipped. If we look at high school, high school GPA, you've got a high school yeah. and I I've do. had some recently. Yeah. High school GPA is a really good measure because A, it's increasingly important in college admissions and B, it's a quite a good proxy for overall success. Let's look at high school GPA. The top performers in terms of high school GPA, those in the top 10% destined for good colleges, two thirds girls. Mm -hmm. The bottom 10%, two thirds boys. We're stupid. We're just dumb. We don't know. He's no, no simple man. I'm a part of it. Listen, I didn't start really paying attention to school until I went to college. Like mm. that's where I really started to it's like, oh, because I've I've had I went to school. I had potential, but I was just I would just goof off. I would rather play. I would rather play wrestle with the friends and play video games. I did not put enough effort in in education. I had the potential, just didn't until I got went to a community college. And sat in, into a desk that, you know, and heard no one talk. You ever been to a classroom and no one spoke? It's and the teacher just it's did his weird. lecture? Like, yeah. Holy crap. I'm actually so, yeah. learning. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's it's weird. But like, you know, it's also like, I don't know. I didn't, I, I, I didn't only did a semester and a half of college at a community college. So like, I can't speak to, but like, I always liked the classes that were like super interactive. And sometimes like if I had a professor just talking, like I was like, I'd want to go to sleep. But I don't know. That's my experience. Um, Bobby asks, is it men being left behind or women family catching up? I think it's a little bit of both. And well, he has more to say. I have more clips on it. But he kind of explains how that, why that happened in terms of, and it's really, a lot of it is bio, like biology. Um, women are able to do the traditional roles in education mm -hmm. more effectively than, than men. And it has nothing to do with, I, mean, I guess you could say it's cultural, but at the same time, it's, their brains just, they're able to sit there and, focus on tasks and we just probably focus on our dicks and that's why we probably can't get it done <laughs> or we, you know i mean it just we're too hey, listen you're not you're not wrong you're I mean, not wrong you're not Pedro, wrong. how many times you've been in a classroom especially junior high and high school where you could not focus all you thought about was women like it was like you're sitting there and you're like i just not focus right now I'm i still i still do it i don't know what you're <laughs> talking about i don't i mean i i can't i mean listen i'm just being honest like you know i i'll just be listen if i if i'm at the grocery store and I, i'll be even with my chick i'm like damn i just, like, <laughs> I, just you, I just i'm i'm a pig i guess i don't know but like in I, yeah, high school just, in high school forget no way it, right nah, so women nah, are nah, able nah. to do that so that's the problem right it's it's college we're falling behind Women, yeah. and not even college, it's high school, GPAs. The tops are, are women. The bottom two-thirds are us. 
You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating because so we have this information now. Right. And this is like data, like you could back it up. It's not opinion. Yeah, like yeah. These are numbers based, you know, GPA admissions, la, la, la. And I understand there's been more there's more women CEO now ever. And, you know, t- times have changed, but there still isn't. You know, if you look at it, if, if we're talking about women earning more on certain levels, higher GPA, that's not that hasn't yet hit transcended into the boardrooms in the same way as far as percentages go. Yeah. And CEOs and, you know, women running these Fortune 500 companies is happening, but it's still it's still a male dominated. Yeah, the, yeah and that's and you're right. And that's why it's a great that you could still have both of the conversations. Yeah, the top of the top. Yeah, that still needs man, to be worked out, right? It's still men, yeah. But I'm I'm focused, or at least I'm like what he said. Look down. The two thirds of us need some help. Like we need to figure it out. Like what can we do to strengthen it? Because I think if we lift everything up, everybody up, help society in general, right? So if yeah. if we're at the bottom of high school GPA, that doesn't help society as a whole. Then that leads to men to drop out the workforce or go to crime. They figure out what they're good at, and they're like, "Well, I can yeah. do crime." Really, well, not really. They're going out of jail, but you, you know, I think by trying to figure out what's going on, and like um, Bobby said earlier, the jobs that the '70s, the factory jobs are gone. So this, he talks a lot about it. Um, a lot of those jobs are gone right now. So a massive reversal in the in the gender gap in education. What that means is that struggling to hit the labor market in the employment. You've talked a lot about this. Yes. In automation, free trade, like what's happened to the working class, to working class men. The working class men can't get the jobs their dad got with the same level of education. And so there's been a really difficult adjustment for men in the labor market. And one of the consequences of that is for family formation. Yes. So we, we see a number of men now who effectively get benched because they're not fulfilling a traditional male role. We haven't rescripted a role for them. And so yeah. they end up out of touch with their kids' lives, which is right. particularly bad for their sons, actually. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I think is most important is, you know, especially I think in American society, we have this concept of masculinity that is central centered around being the breadwinner. Correct. And then when you make it more and more difficult to fulfill that role. It's like, okay, well, what am I then? You know, what is the role that I'm supposed to, or am I just a failure? Like, am I terrible? And that opens up a window for people who maybe don't have the best messaging to come and say, well, here's, it's these, it's these, uh, I won't, I was going to say uh, these, B words, but yes. <laughs> can't say that. it's right. these ladies over here who are really your problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a feminist fault. It's a feminist fault. Right. 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 There you go. That's a really mm. strong laugh, but anyway. <laughs> no, but she made a, She made a good point about men feeling like they needed to be the breadwinner to feel valued. Pride, man. And, pride. and it's a pride. Of, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy thing. But then mm-hmm. think about what we've just been through in the last couple of years, right? Men or people, but we'll just say for this particular conversation, men losing their jobs, furloughed, yeah. laid off, right? Having to do this kind of work now. Maybe they haven't gone back to work yet, and they were the breadwinner and provider. That takes a hit on your. It, it, shatter, it shatters a lot of men. It, sh- it, it does. It does. Divorce rates. Divorce in. rates went yeah. up. People start doing this, drinking more. So it's it's this this Rona Rona, as my friend Hannibal likes to call it. Like it shifted a lot. We haven't even seen, in my opinion, the true repercussions of all that. I don't think yet fully. But it's interesting because sometimes pride can be a good thing, right? Or at least something that continues to motivate you to to provide or not provide, at least help or at least say, hey, listen, I'm not 
yeah, I lost my job. Like, you know, for me, I lost it before the lockdowns, right? And then I started to realize, like, I still need to do something. So I have mm-hmm. a car, I sign up for an app, and I went and kept, t- and, I re- and I always kept a positive view, like, all right, this is crazy times, but I'm going to figure this out. And yeah. I always had also that support system that didn't give me a lot of grief because of what happened, was there to support me. So you still need that support. And what happens if that support isn't there? There's no support. You lost, you lost a job. I can't, can't um, pay these bills. What are you going to do? And that yeah. pressure mounts and that pressure. And then you turn to other um, drugs, not call. Um, really good comment from CC. Thank you for taking the time to watch us. Um, men and boys are in a crisis for sure. To all the males out there, talk to someone, normalize therapy and not drugging or fucking the feelings away. Um, let the men speak. Feel free to talk about their feelings. Of course, mm. of course. But then how do you re, like I said, re-script this where men are, were considered the breadwinners. There is no factory job where you're able to afford a home. It's tough. Probably no, two cars. It's take hard. your kids to college. And you had a high school education. You know, back. So even just if you look in, I, I, I had a, I read a, was it an article or a video? Maybe it was both. Back in just, just in the 80s. Okay. A breadwinner of a family, whether it was men or women, right? On living on, if you had both parents having minimum wage jobs, could have get a mortgage in this country, mm-hmm. could afford a, could afford groceries and a car. Right now, it's impossible. It's literally impossible to have yeah. a minimum wage job or even to make 20 bucks an hour, okay, which is above minimum wage in most places and have those same things. Yeah. Because inflation and everything else. So it's like... We're, we're even, we even, the men now, in my opinion, in some ways have it harder than our fathers did. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, of course. Yeah. I mean, um, so, so now, so what does that do to your psychology? It's like my father, you know, he had his first house. We bought a house. He was, uh, I think, uh, 27. I got my first house when I was 40, 39 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm competing with, but, and I make more money at 39 I made more money at 27 than my dad did at 27, but he was able to afford a house. So yeah. it's like, it's, just, it, it, it's continually getting harder, I think for us in a lot of ways, you know? And, and if they did, and a lot of the old folks forgot about that and they're telling you how you just lazy, you, you just didn't do it. And back in my day, and like, you, you remember what happened exactly. back in the day? Exactly. Uh, you know, candy was a, was a, was a, was a penny, <laughs> my dude. You can get candy for a penny. <laughs> You yeah. get a burger for 50 cents. Like you yeah. forgot about that. How much get a get a burger? Go to any burger joint, get a burger for 50 cents. See what they tell you. Yeah. Like, Go to McDonald's right now and get a Big Mac meal. It's uh, it's ten dollars. Yeah, they get they like get the hell out of here, bro. Ten bucks. <laughs> like, come on. Like, like when my dad was around, it was like $3.99. Like, think about that. Yeah. Think about that difference. There but was... <laughs> inflation hasn't, we're not making more for the same type of job. No, no, we're just working harder. We're smarter. Than our father and grandfather, and we still don't have enough money. Like, right? yeah. um, this is a funny fun joke. Uh, this when I was a kid, anyway. My father gave me a dollar. He was like, "Get a hundred Jolly Ranchers." And I looked at this nigga like, "Wait, what?" Are you got a dollar. <laughs> then I looked at my mom was there too. She started laughing. <laughs> Bro, like, this, but, no, it doesn't cost a a, no. a penny. He's like, "Really?" Like, yeah. But well, you know what? When I was a kid, we had the penny store. Ben Franklin. I don't know if anybody in the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Franklin, me and my sister would go. We're like nine, ten, penny store. Le- legit. My mother would each give us a dollar. And she'd be yeah. like, all right, you can't get a hundred, but you can get ninety-six or whatever, because of tax. Yeah. And we would literally get 
96 penny candies right now that would cost me five dollars yeah there's i mean even though some of these uh 99 cent stores are not 99 cents anymore right or five <laughs> yeah. and below yeah no it, it's that's how it is and education is too expensive that's inflated it, it, it's it's and then the problem is that is a lot of those degrees aren't worth <laughs> but you're paying for them when you come out you have all this debt so it's just a, a endless cycle but um yeah, that's the problem with a lot of the a lot of the jobs. The jobs that your grandfather and your father have are not here now. Um, so we talk about all the sad stuff. Like, okay, so what solutions? How can we fix this? All right? Uh, he brings so many solutions uh, in this next clip. We have a lot, you know, a lot of people listening to this show. Maybe they have kids. What should they be thinking about? And re- with regards to your book, well, I think the first thing is something not to do, mm-hmm. and I think that's not to fall into the trap of thinking there's something toxic about masculinity. I, I do think that this term toxic masculinity has become itself toxic, yes. frankly, because the message that society is then sending, which I think parents can absorb and inadvertently pass on, is there's something wrong with you. And so if you're behaving in a particular way, which on average is more associated with being male, then I think that to pathologize that, say physicality or more potential for aggression and so on, is not the way to help boys learn to manage that. So right. recognize there are some differences between them. It's a myth. There are no differences. Absolutely, you want equality of opportunity for both. Interestingly, now there's some evidence that people are starting to think it's more important for their girls to go get a good education than their boys. Mm. And that's not true. Right. And I'm very worried that in some households, and this seems to be particularly true in more working class households, that educational success itself is being seen as more feminine. Mm. And it's incredibly important to send a message to the boys that actually you succeeding at school, you having chances at college or apprenticeships is just as important as your sister. That's really important. That has not ever happened in my family. My father was always really, like everyone needs to be educated. But I've seen that a lot of my friends, families, and a lot of situations, especially in the black community where yeah, the girls going to college or going nursing, they're doing well. And the, and the dude is like, yeah, he's, he's figured it out. Or, yeah, let's, mm. you know, mm. that's not a good idea. Mm. Education is not feminine. It's everything. You need, everyone needs to be educated as much as they could possibly can. And that's not a good start to have that because boys are more naturally uh, aggressive or physical. I mean, that's just what boys do, right? You know, me and my son, we rest, we probably play fight every day. I'm dunking him on it. Like, that's just what we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. But to take, well, he's, because again, girls are easier um, to, they, the structure of education is easier for them to thrive in. Um, after the last clip I'll show, they talk, like, it's just easier for girls to thrive in. But no, um, education is not feminine at all. Uh, let me see. I was looking at some of the comments. All right. So let me put, let me put the last comment about um, the education between boys and girls. What's happened in education is that we've, really, we've created a playing field which is much more even. And what that's demonstrated is that actually women and girls are at a structural advantage in the education system. So we've created a level playing field and it turns out that the women and girls are better players. But they're better players largely because of the developmental differences, because their brains develop earlier, and especially the prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. The, the, the prefrontal cortex is a bit of your brain that says, do your chemistry homework rather than going out to party. Maybe you should care about your GPA because that will help you get into college. It's about future orientation. It's about, it's about the ability to control yourself. And it just develops a year or two later in boys than girls. Mm. And so I actually think that we're seeing 
One of the great ironies is that by taking the brakes off girls and women in the education system, we've revealed the structural advantages they had all along. Hmm. We couldn't see it because they weren't going to college. Right. Under conditions of sexism, we couldn't see the advantages that girls and women had in education. And nobody expected this overtaking, by the way. If you go back to the 70s when everyone was pushing hard hmm. correctly for, more, for girls and women to do better, nobody said, well, wait, or, what if the lines keep going? And does it matter? Well, to the extent that education matters, increasingly in the modern economy, I think we should be worried about any inequalities by group, whether that's race, gender, etc. So I don't think on its face we, there's any reason to be more relaxed about the gender gap now than in the 1970s. Another really good point. So these are some of the solutions. I think it's a little screen right here. So I was actually talking to Pedro about this yeah. weeks ago, but his solution is uh, red shirting, right? I'm sure you guys are familiar. Well, if you're into sports, you're, red, you're familiar yeah. with it. Having them having boys start a year later than girls, um, and he's talking more about the working class stuff, and you know, obviously the, the black and brown uh, folks recruiting more men, especially African American men as teachers. Mm -hmm. um, generally, mm -hmm. getting men into what is largely a feminine dominating um, job, health, education, administration, and literacy, while continuing to stress women um, particip participation in the STEM fields. Which, what's your I, I don't know if you had, I don't think I got your um, opinion, opinion on the red shirting boys a year, starting at school a year later. What do you think about that? You know, I don't know how to feel about it, honestly, because I don't have enough information. But initially, I it seems odd only for this reason for me. So does that mean, and this might be really ignorant, I don't know. But so then all the girls start kindergarten six years old and it's a classroom full of girls and there's no boys and yeah. the, how does that shape how gir young girls interact because now they're the next year they're growing up a little more kids grow up really fast so now they're in first grade yeah and then in first grade then boys are there like i i feel like that's it's very different it's very odd i'm not saying it could be bad or good but i feel like that's Maybe not the solution. I don't know. I think we need, for me, in my opinion, the second bullet point there about having more men of color as teachers is a huge. Well, we need more men as teachers. I yes, mean, more. I mean, we, um... we we need we need to have kids see different types of people. Maybe even people that look like them as teachers, and more men as teachers. And I think we need that. I think that helps boys in some ways. Um, but. I feel like the just the education system as a whole needs to be hmm. reworked in some ways, you know? Yeah. So but he'll say, so Bobby has it like um, the girls will be five. They'll just be six. So they'd be a little bigger. Yeah. But then, okay. So then girls are already advanced and they, they grow a little quicker. So if, if you're saying, you're saying girls will be well, the brain so boys, right? you say the boys will be six and the girls will be five. Yeah. Cause basically they're just gonna come in a little later because we're silly and we're not taking. We need, yeah. we need our brains are still developing because you know girls develop faster. Yeah. I. So then, what do you do when you have a household and you have a girl and a boy, and you're telling your daughter you get to go to kindergarten because you're just smarter and you get to start faster. earlier? How does that? How does? What does that do to that young boy? You're starting. I'm sure that boy off. is like, oh, I get to stay home for another year. I'm chilling. <laughs> Maybe, but also you're being excluded, right? So I think there's yeah. a lot of other things that, that are bigger bigger issues for me with that. But I, I just think the education system as a whole needs to be redone. I, for me, I don't. I feel like the education system is very um, old. It's just old. It's outdated. 
Um, I think the things you, that we're even teaching them is not really relevant enough sometimes. So. Yeah. But if you just say, let's redo it, but the girls are doing well. So what you're saying to the girls, if you say, well, we need to change this system up. And the girl's like, wait, hold a second. Yeah. We're, doing, we're, we're thriving over here. Huh? Boy, <laughs> it's about time. We're, we're doing good. Hold on. Don't, well, you don't try, pause like, you, So that's why I'm thinking that idea is controversial. It'll never happen. But I think it's a, it's a radical idea, but I think it's a good yeah. idea. I think, yeah. I think right now the current system isn't working for boys. I think boys also, the fact that you have to get someone to sit down for eight hours on a desk to learn. Yeah, girls are able to, able to do a little better than us, um, especially if you got a little bit of attention issues. Yeah. Boys want to do physical stuff. I think other schools in Europe where they get up and go places, it's actually real, like going outside. It's more, it's more interactive. Yeah. Interactive. Um, maybe some boys are more visual. They need to be physically able to see something. We we totally destroyed trades in high school where they had yes. shops and and vocational which stuff. Was a bad, we threw which all was a that bad away. Thing. So yep. where a, a, um, a boy can really learn how to take care or build something. I mean, that's what my my son is really into the engineering stuff and playing with the Legos and putting stuff together. Yeah. That's that's very interactive. Where you you sitting on a desk, you know, they have the they have the board. You know, I know now they got tablets and all this stuff. It's it's, it's a different dynamic. So. Is it bad to start them later? I maybe, maybe, right? But the way I guess you know what? Instead of just saying everyone belongs in this one spot, how can we get people who learn differently to go in, in a different direction in terms of okay, if they're more visual and physical, they need to let's put them here so they can thrive. Yeah. Oh, who yeah. just able to handle the, the traditional sit down and do the, let all right thrive here instead of let's put everyone in the in the same classroom. Because right now, yeah, the boys are just getting are getting uh, lapped. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And I think I think for 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 some kids, but you know, we're talking about boys or men here. I think it's it's the way some people learn. It's different. It just is. Some people want to. Some people can learn at a desk and with a teacher and a whiteboard, and that works for them. Others need to be more physically engaged and and like with yeah. use their hands to learn or read something on their own pace. And then, you know, exactly. and, and I feel like a, a lot of our kids were, I think they're into schools too much. Yeah. I think, you know, the seven hours, the eight hour, like they're Just in a desk that building. Yes. They're in, we're, we're teaching in a way that in some, this might be a little conspiracy. I don't know. It, it, it conditions you to enter into the work field and be in a cubicle. Oh, that's absolutely. That, right? that was plan. So, that was plan. Right. But, but, yeah. but we don't, but, but so we don't have that kind of work in America is shifting. So shouldn't mm -hmm. our, right. Cause we're not in cubicles like we were in the eighties and nineties and seventies. We're now like we are in some trades, but more people are working remotely. There's other kinds of jobs, there's trades. Yeah. So like, why not? I, I just feel like it needs to be shaken up just a bit. I feel like there should be some classroom time for a few hours. Some schools do this and they're very progressive, but it's still the minority. And there's, we got to get these kids out of the desk a little bit and learn in different ways. I think. But, yeah, I, I I I do agree with that. I think a lot of it is very um, old, way too old school. Um, yeah. Nova Dash said, "I don't understand how kids now learn through Zoom. I knew I would fail." But everything's um, on not. a computer for the kids, and, but they're, they're not. not learning. But they're not learning. Um, during my son's uh, deal, when he had to do the whole remote learning, we were basically homeschooling him. Because the Zoom thing just wasn't working out in terms of 
he's not really paying attention. Yeah, he 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 didn't enjoy it because he got some kind of social interaction. But it's just a bunch of kids. Either they don't have the tablet on at the same, they don't have the camera on. Um, they're with some kind of adult. You hear them yelling through the screen. It, it was it was a cluster f. Like it just wasn't. That wasn't especially five, six, seven year olds. They're not gonna pay that. I would yeah, say um, high schoolers are not paying attention. You need wow. to be physically there, and that kind of goes back to the idea. A lot of employers want their workers to come back to the office, and you'd be like, "Well, why?" Because they know most of y'all ain't working. Like most of y'all goofing off. And you need to be physically with someone to know exactly what's going on. And, and not every type of job, but like you said, the 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 landscape is changing and education mm-hmm. is falling behind. And yeah, women are doing well, but overall we're still behind other countries in terms of education. Like we're not it, the we're, we're way behind. Way yeah. behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ghost Cab, uh, hands on education is the best as yeah, even for, uh, for absolutely. Most, yeah. Yeah. To, to learn anything, you got to start it. You got to do it and then go through the mistakes, learn. That's the best way, right? You can read theories and watch videos about it, but it's not the same. Right. So what do you, so, so how do you feel? I mean, cause I feel like a lot shifted just in the last 10 years with men and health, health and the pandemic. Yeah. Actually kind of made it worse. And we're, yeah. We're not dating in these kind of rates. More men are single and or divorced. Like there's a lot, right? Yeah. And I, I, it's scary to think 10 years from now, what kind of area, what kind of world we're going to be in with this and how the mental state's going to be. And if we continue to be passed up, how is that going to affect our kids, our families? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we, we want to have equality. I think that's important. Right. Yeah, like, of course, women, you know, we need that. Right. But like, I, I, I almost feel like if in some cases it's too, too much of that, it could be a bad thing for men. I don't know. I, I just well, feel you know, like it's, I, I'm, you know, and he just released his book. I'm definitely going to pick it up and, and take um, read that one. But some of the stuff that he's suggesting, it just takes people with some some resources and some money. Right. Like, OK, yeah, let's get more men into teaching. I won't. I have no patience for kids. Only, I have patience for one. I love, I would, I, you know, I would love to say? teach, but like, I just. No, the future didn't say that. That is a meme, is a meme out there that's like, fuck them kids. But I love kids, <laughs> but I, I just don't, I like my kid. But it, yeah, let's get more men as teachers. Yeah, black, but all, all shades. Because there's more, there's way more women um, teachers than men. Let's bring more male teachers. Um, yeah, let's get more um, teachers need men to be paid into health and education. Teachers, teachers have to make more money, man. Like some of these teachers, yeah. like they, I think, I, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. Um, yeah, let's get more men in these fields that, like I said, of dominant. And, and if they're dominant for reasons because of women are, are like I said, the, the ability to, I guess, their brains, right? The ability to, to be more regimented with their task, think long term. More than men, we're just we're still goofing off a little bit, um, even in our thirties sometimes. But not all. Some men could probably still thrive in those uh, industries. So that does help, and that just means resources, programs. You know how like we have all types of programs to get people to do more STEM stuff, or yeah. get into other sports. You know, like and a lot of black people don't uh, play baseball as they used to, so they try to bring initiatives. Come on here and play baseball. Like, nah, too slow, dog. But you know, th- those types of programs at least be there to get, a, you know, even if you get a few kids, the generation ahead, you know, 10, 15 years will benefit 
a community if you those type of um, resources are available. So that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, those are pretty good ideas. Other than yeah. that, uh, stay off the internet. I don't know because that's not that's different. that's almost impossible. You know, like it's just yeah. so hard. I know you've talked about uh, Matthias. Yeah, not having a phone till he was, I think he said fifteen or so, sixteen. Or yeah, something. it's just something stupid like that. Yeah, like, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I'm gonna check in with you just about a year from now and see. Yeah, it's not. A, it's a thing, man. I think especially after nine eleven, where every kid, the parents were freaking out because they didn't, they couldn't contact their kids. Yes. So it's normalized grade school kids having phones. Mm-hmm. Where I don't think that that happened. They're like, no. There's 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 a payphone. Call me, not you know. But now you want you want connection with your kids, right? You, what they do with yeah. yeah. Well, there's no payphones anymore, like virtually. Yeah, there's, there's no. no pay, I yeah. mean, there's one payphone in St. Louis that I know of, and I don't even. I drive by it, and I don't know if it works. I feel like it might. You should, but it, it you just it, it even just looks weird that it's even there. You know. Listen, I saw this video a couple of days ago of two two little girls. They were at their grandma's house. And they were fascinated with her landline phone. Her, this her, is her like how, landline, right. how old were. So they picked up the phone. It was like, and they were like, yeah, dial the number. <laughs> like they started dialing the number. They're like, yeah, put the phone to your face. It's like, it's ringing. And I'm like, That's wow. crazy. We're crazy. old. Like, we, crazy. She, like, this was archaic, like, of, you know, artifact. Yeah. From, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were fascinated. Yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't know how to. I've never actually had to play an 8-track before. Like, 8-track player music. Like I know what they kind of look like, but yeah. I've never used one. You know, that's true. like, but you wouldn't, uh, but you wouldn't freak out about it. I wouldn't freak out like about a it. Like Betamax, I never had a Betamax bike. Me neither, car, yeah. You know, what I mean, yeah. But they looked at it like, or or when you when when it will feel really really old when they do these videos where they do like responses, um, like kids they'll have a kid sitting on a table and they'll give them like a, a old toy to play with, and they would. And it was one episode they gave these kids an um Game Boy. Original Game Boy, and they're like, oh, wow. "What? Does it have touch screen?" Yeah. And I'm like, "F these kids." Yeah, but the Game Boy was a shit back in the Oh, day. I love the Game Boy. <laughs> but it was like, "What is? Why is it so hard?" It's like, like, is this what people played? I'm like, "Yes," and we yeah, played and we really enjoyed it. It's crazy, but um, you know, it's going to be, you know, I think something we should still continue to talk about because, yes, we should normalize, be educated, read. It's not that's not feminine. Like that's it's even ridiculous even to say that. But we should push our young boys um, and men to be educated, to mm-hmm. pursue those interests, to go into other industries that may be female dominated. But we need to, like he said, I think it's some level of rescripting. Um, because if you think all I need to be a man is to do A, B, and C, and if you're not doing A, B, and C, yeah, well then yeah, you're gonna fall in these pitholes of drugs and and alcohol yeah. and. And yeah. unhealthy behavior. So we got we got to make it seem like it's a good idea, you know? Yeah. Well, and education, I think we have to also remind, at least for me, you know, it could, you can be educated in a trade. You could learn how to be an Bring engineer, a car mechanic. You yes. could be, there's a lot of plumber, electrician. We need them. Uh, it's not like are, you don't need are, them. We need these. These are high these, paying yeah. jobs right yeah. out of the field. Like these are good jobs with benefits a lot of times. So and there's honor and in that kind of work. We You're need helping that. people yes. immediately. We will always need that kind of work. And then you know, obviously, there's technology and IT, and those are growing fields. But education is education. You have to learn something so that you can be equipped to step into society and contribute. And not enough men are clearly doing that, and women are passing us 
men up and we have to, we got to, we got to, we got to do better. We got to do better. And I know that's hard because mentally, I think a lot of us are exhausted and strained, but like there are opportunities out there. I, I believe that I really do. And yeah. we have, we gotta, we gotta figure it out for ourselves, you know? Yes. Yeah, so that's a good point. And it's a good question to end the podcast with, with Bobby and appreciate everyone um, that coming through and checking us out because um, it's a very, is a really important um, conversation. And, and I really appreciate you guys from, um, you know, hanging out with us for the hour. Yeah. But Bobby says, what's your definition of being a man? You go first, bro. Oh, you son of a... <laughs> Ah, let's see. What being a man? Well, yeah, I guess it's gonna come a little traditional, but I guess the ability to, yeah, it's gonna be really traditional. The ability to protect and provide for your community, and it could be your family, obviously, your friends, but being there in terms of providing and, and providing not necessarily financially, but the ability to, um be there emotionally and and you know what i consider toxic is when you use because you know i'll say right now men are stronger than women physically it's science it's not you know it's not controversial but it's not is it when a when a toxic masculinity to me is when someone uses a man uses their strength to hurt people who are physically weaker than them so when a man um hits a woman hits kids a man abandons their kids that to me is toxic. That that's to me is like, yeah, you're, you know, you need to take care. You need to fix this problem. Um, you're, you're damaging the community instead of building your community. Cause that's where, you know, men physically build stuff. So mine is more traditional in that sense of provider or protector. Um, but I think because physically, you, you know, being stronger, I think those you have responsibility and when you when you're out on the corner doing nothing, you, I mean, I'm I, I get up every you know I'm out you know six I get up at six forty five. I'm outside. I, this guy's on his block drinking seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. That's sad. That, it's, that's it's sad. It's sad. sad. They, they, they're, they're they're drinking beer. They're not providing, not earning anything. They're not contributing anything to society. I think very very yeah. Exactly. I think that's the level of, and that's not even talking about toxic masculinity of a CEO. I'm just yeah. talking about the dudes on the block that spend six, five, you know, six hours a day just on the block doing nothing. So it's selfish. That's just my kind of definition. Just, you know, more of that protector provider aspect of it. Yeah. No, that's really good, man. I think for me, like it's, it's, it's ever changing because I'm, I, I, I'm learning and I'm changing, you know, every year things, different things happen, different responsibilities, different people need certain things for me in my life. For me, for me, my definition of a man is like, what am I going to like? I think about a lot as I've become a little bit older and I have a 15 month old now, like, what am I, what's my legacy? What am I leaving behind? What are people going to say about me? What are, you know, what are my kids, my family, my friends? my mom, my dad, like if something happened, like, what are they, what, what am I leaving my children with my friends with my, my, my girl with, right. Okay. The people that I've impacted every day, how do they feel? Did I make, did I make other people's life better? Or, or was I negative? Was I toxic? Like Hannibal's saying, you know, and I want to try to be a, a more positive influence in different people's lives than a negative one. 
where they could feel like I helped them and impacted them in some way. That is a man to me. Um, it's also when shit hits the fan, people mm-hmm. know that are close to me that I got them. You right. know, like exactly. my, my girl right now knows if something happened to her family and they live so far away or whatever, she knows that we could go and take care of them. She knows, my girl knows that if, if her sister needed a place to stay, we got a room downstairs. No questions asked. Right. My daughter knows if I come home and she's not feeling well, I got her. You know, my friends and family know, you know, if they need me for something, I got them 100%. To me, that's what a man does. We, you know, if that means I sacrifice my sleep, I sacrifice my sleep. If that means I don't get to eat what I want to eat because my kid needs to eat, then my kid needs to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like as a man, that's what I'm I'm willing to lay down like and sacrifice a little bit and not be as selfish. That's what, that's what a man And, and, And the props to all the dads out there who, you know, sometimes they had to work those, you know, 12 hour shifts and come home exhausted they had a responsibility, right? They, they did yeah. that. They, I don't think they wanted to, right. But they had to do it. And then sometimes, you know, when you talk to some fathers, that could be a little bit ornery coming with the attitude. And then sometimes you think like, man, what's wrong with you? But then you kind of figure out they probably had a job they hated because they needed to make the money to take care of you. But you yeah, didn't think tough. about that until you were in the situation like that. This job sucks. But I got a kid at home, so I gotta, gotta I'll stick around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think I think it, it is tough, you know, like to to have that and come home and like you don't want to bring your negative experiences with you home to your kids. Like yeah, like when I come home, like and I have an easy, I have a very easy job for y'all to know. My job's <laughs> real easy. But I, you know, I'm out six, seven hours. Like it's my job's easy. I did all the hard work when I was younger. But when mm. I come home, I know my girls want to see me. So even if I've had a bad day, my respect and responsibility to them is I ain't going to show that to them right off the jump. I'm going to let them know I love to see them, hugs and kisses. How was your day? Talk to me about your day. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to be not as selfish. And that goes for men and women. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to be understanding. I got to know my 15-month-old wants to run up to me and give me a hug and wants me to play with her for 20 minutes. I need to do that. Right. regardless of what kind of day I had, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what a, that's what a father and a man should do, you know? Yeah. Um, Nova and, and Bobby said it very well. Yeah. Sacrifice, yeah. uh, responsibility. And these are, these are aspects that obviously women do. I mean, a lot of single uh, moms out there who had to do all of that and plus some mm-hmm. to, to make it. So, but I think the, I think what you said earlier kind of makes sense and that we kind of have to step it up a little bit more. Yeah. The, stacks you know cards may not be stacked in your favor but you still have to put a, a, a honest effort in sometimes i think we quit too quickly and that's what any type of thing we, we we get to some roadblocks and say this ain't this ain't cut out for me or this ain't just just not working out i, I don't want to i want to pursue this i want to you know video games is easier for me and dealing with the you yeah. know being too into sports and i love sports but i, I feel like a lot of us get so into it yeah. yeah, man. Living through the victories and the losses of people man. who are not you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't you ain't lying. You know what's funny? Uh, I had a. Mo- I actually thought about this today because my fantasy team's not doing very great in football. Yeah. And like I well, found myself. I, listen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, this it's gonna come back around to you. Don't worry. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I had. To, I had. To, I caught myself today thinking. Am I spending too much time like thinking and worrying about like my fantasy team? And I, I almost had a moment like, should I just get out of this league like next year? Because like I spend too many 
you just competitive. Too much though. time. And that's part of that. But I'm super competitive. Yeah, so just more right, your competitive yeah, nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you probably. I mean, depend. Long as you, listen, you, you got. I think you 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 got a good balance. But I try. I think that's it's where hard. we are. If you too much video games, you know, we all know if you're playing too much video games, you know how you know like wow. Did I well, do, I don't do, do that's much? on you, bro. You you the video game guy. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, listen, that's to you. You know when it's too many video games when you got nothing done. When you got nothing done, then you got like okay. Tomorrow, yeah. no games, double down on other responsibilities. We have to be yeah. more accountable for our actions. So, um, but other than that, man, really great episode. Yeah. I think yeah, we need to do a little more of these. Yeah. Um, we'll see, you know, we'll see what we're doing. We're doing Monday, or are we doing what are we doing? I've, I've uh let's finished. let's just think about that right now. So, what do we have going on this week? I you know, I think we've done the last two Mondays, right? I think um, we got a Monday or a Sunday or something. And we've done we've done when we so we've been on the Wednesdays. We're trying to figure we're trying to do a weekend night with you guys um, for like a like a like a, like a Saturday or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything going on on Saturday. What do you got going on Saturday? You got anything on Saturday? I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, I got something going on. Damn, such a well. I, I I'm just, you, you ask me. I mean, I got I got shit going on, but like I can make time. You I mean, Hannibal's time. Hannibal's the the, the VIP. Wait, hold on a second. I did call you the other day. I was like, hey man, let's do it. He was like, yo man, go fuck yourself. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I, I, actually, that's exactly what I said. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I got time for you, man. Uh, we will do Saturday. We we'll do Saturday. Well, yeah, we could, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll confirm. We'll confirm. But yeah, de- we're definitely gonna do a second show. I, I enjoy doing these. Obviously, Pedro does as well. We oh, got some it. stuff yeah. going on. I'm surprised Draymond didn't get suspended. We'll talk. We'll talk about that because I'm sure you know the NBA season is coming through, so that's gonna be it's really coming, fantastic. Man. It's coming. It's coming. I'm excited. Uh, I'm actually getting some tickets uh, for my nephew and my brother-in-law to see. Uh, Memphis versus LA in February. So that's be nice. Um, oh, that's, that's gonna be, gonna be really nice. nice. Hopefully, that's no one gets nice. so no load management. I hope I want to see LeBron and AD and Morant. Like, I want to see the full gamut. I'm paying tickets, I'm paying the money. So, I should, hope they play. They should, re, they should like refund 20% of the ticket if LeBron don't show up. Like, they should be having these stipulations. Like, this is nonsense. I'm paying full price and LeBron's on the bench. Yeah, well, and he yeah. start. I don't know, quite, you know, like I don't. Well, we'll I guess we'll talk about it as well. But we're gonna end it with um, Nova saying, "If the Commanders lose to the Bears, someone needs to get fired." So, oh, are the Bears playing? Oh, listen, uh, that's, a, that's a win. That's a win, Pedro. <laughs> listen, the Commanders are in shambles right now. Yeah, they're, yeah, they, they're 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 not doing so hot. The coach literally said, "What's the problem?" Somebody asked him, "What's the problem with the team?" Quarterback, like, quarterback, <laughs> which was a really bad response because actually, analytically, if you look at Carson Wentz, he's like top five in passer rating and various things. He yeah. just, they just, he's just Carson Wentz. So yeah, he, all, they don't he like makes a bad personally. mistake in a critical point of the game. Yeah, so, there's something about it. I don't like him. Yeah, I just don't but, like high looks. Yeah, I don't like. It. Yeah, we'll see. But, but we'll see. Thank you guys for coming through, hanging out with us a little late tonight. Thank you very much. Like. You know, share, subscribe, all those good things. And we'll see you guys in a few days. Peace.